0: Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground. We're coming here late, late on a Monday night, awesome Monday night football game. I'm your host, Afion Jones. Let's get into it. The 49ers took on their first loss. Um, It was a tough one to watch. You know, you hate to see a game like that being decided by field goal kickers. But, you know... You live and die by that sometimes. Finko Cooker got you in the overtime and couldn't get you out of it. Um, It goes to also show that these quarterbacks, you're going to come up against some tight defenses. You're going to go up against some teams that are prepared. And the game of football is a team sport. Sometimes when your defenses are out here putting hits on people, they're making stops and you got to go with that whole team effort. You got to go with the special teams. And the special teams for the Seahawks, you know, came through. You know, ball was turned over. It was an ugly game as far as, like, execution. But it just goes to show how good the defense is. And it goes to show how these teams keep making plays. It's very subtle that you see uh, a defense score a touchdown and that team still lose the game. But the Seahawks did that tonight. They still put a loss on the 49ers, and yeah, it was a long, hard fight. This this game is a war. You're gonna have players injured on both sides. Overtime, sweat, blood, tears went into that win, but the Seahawks pulled it out. Uh, Russell Wilson, get yeah, that man is due. Um, it's like he one of the very few with the game on the line, four quarter. He's he's doing this thing. And there's not many quarterbacks in the league that's able to do what he do. In our um, next big thing watch, we got uh, our man Lamar Jackson followed up the loss that he put on the New England Patriots, and then he hung another one on the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, of course, it's the Bengals. But how many times do you see teams go up against a team that we all know they should beat, and they don't beat them, or they struggle? and there was no such thing. My man um, was in attack mode the whole time, and people just, we marvel at this guy because it's like he is a, I can't think of a way to describe him. It's like Colin Kaepernick, if he had stayed in the league, you know, if they had developed him more, and you look at Lamar Jackson and, He's making plays with his leg, which I hate that they run him as much as they do. I have to say it again. I do not like him running as often as he did. RG3 did that and got hurt. Colin Kaepernick got hurt. You do not want to have your prize, you know, the, the, the person that you build in your team around at risk like that. But yeah, right now he's making plays and he's doing things. So I would say that You know, the schedule that they have, if they could just beat Pittsburgh, which the way Pittsburgh been playing ain't easy, is not easy. (laughs) It's not going to be no, you're not just going to walk in there and beat them, you know, or you're not going to line up against them. They're going to hurt you and play hard every time. So, but I'm looking at the Ravens to be a really good playoff team with Lamar Jackson, quarterbacking them. I mean, between him and Deshaun Jackson, new hotness, you know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes came back this week and got a loss. But he really needs to look at his defense and somebody needs to really step up on that side of the ball to really put assets on the side of the ball that can make plays. Very too often you see them and they got a textbook on how to beat the Chiefs. It's called, run the football, keep the defense on the field. Do not let my arms get too many touches. And they're getting beat by it, you know, because the defense can't get teams off the field. And the Chiefs, for their part, you know, they... I know, don't nobody ever come out here and say, we want to be the reason we lost. But if you're watching the games that they playing. The defense is giving up way too many points, way too and it's a slow, painful death because it's like you letting teams drive the field on you, clock manage on you and and you lose it because of it. So, you know, hopefully they could write the ship in Kansas City and keep it moving from there. Surprisingly the New Orleans Saints took a loss. Um, they did not score a touch. It was nine to, it was nine to whatever. They got blown out. <laughs> they got blown out by the Falcons, a team that's been losing every game close. And the Falcons decided to show up with some spirit and, and go in. And it looks just like the New Orleans Saints are still in their bye week, being real. Um, I watch the team. I really think that when they play up, It's a hard team to stop, especially with the way their defense was playing hot. And this week, it's like the Falcons look like the team that went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, you know, I know their coach is going to look at the film, look at the tape, and see what they need to do to get it better. But it's just one of those things where you didn't expect it, and it happened. It happened, and it happened bad. Uh, Dallas Cowboys took a loss against the Minnesota Vikings and another game where the Vikings jumped out to a lead, the Cowboys started slow, and they tried to get back into the game, and next thing you know, the Vikings got conservative, and their playing conservative kind of won that game. Check down Charlie, Kirk Cousins wasn't really driving the ball deep like he normally would try. And the Cowboys got beat really by the running back. Catching balls out in the open and the screen game kind of destroyed them. And normally a team that has the linebackers they have screens shouldn't be beating you that way. Draws and teams that are running the ball out of shotgun if you got good linebackers ain't no way that should be getting you. And they got got. So um, the Cowboys need to really search and dig deep and realize that their offense right now is kind of predictable. Uh, stop, Zeke, stop Ezekiel Elliott and we win. <laughs> and teams are doing that. Teams got a playbook on how to stop them. Stop the run and, man, and ball control the defense. And that's exactly how they're getting them. You know, but it was still, it was a good game. They just lost. Just like the 49ers played a good game, but they lost. It happened. Um, moving forward to the NBA um, I think the big deal they're talking about right now is load management now every team has a strategy for load managing their key players because they feel like a championship is 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 the way to go we're going to save our team we're going to save our best players for the playoffs so that they fresh let me reiterate this we got a whole year to play basketball, a whole year. You got these fans paying their money, and you got these, you know, is Russell Westbrook a team that I, is, is Michael Westbrook a player that I would go to Memphis to go see? Yeah, I would drive to Memphis and take in the Grizzlies game six hours to go see him. That's what some people are doing just to find out a Kawhi Leonard a Michael Westbrook or one of these guys ain't playing like come on now like you don't understand the. I don't come here to see you sit in street clothes you come to see you put your thing out there you know do your thing and it's my main thing is let me decide that as good as I am at my job I'm gonna sit this one out low managing this part of the year don't matter I'm saving myself for open enrollment when everybody's trying to get new plans and stuff. Man, I get rolled up and fired so quick. <laughs> and I understand it's different when, you know, you do a physical job for a living, even in the factory. Let me tell them, hey, man, I'm going to chill out during this early part of the year, and then with Christmas season and Thanksgiving hit back up we start taking orders, then I'm going to make sure I don't miss no days then. No, it don't work like that. You couldn't work and have to bust up behind every day, you know. And that's my whole situation of, it's not just that, you know, because being real, these are millionaires. I don't care about the money they make or nothing else because I don't make it, and what they eat don't make me go to the bathroom. Plain and simple, and I'm not counting their money or anything else but we live in a straight-up Instagram society where the only thing people acting like they care about is somebody hosting a trophy at the end of the season. It ain't never going to be like that. Kawhi Leonard, as much as they low-managed him last year, he was still tired, and he was still hurting when they was winning that championship. He still, it was, it, it was still a struggle for him to do that. The Warriors lost how many players? That they gave rest to or let sit out and stuff like that. And they still lost Kevin Durant. And they still, Boogie Cousins was still hurt when he was in there playing. And and your boy, um, Clay Thompson, still broke his, damn near broke his knee. Just knee snapped and half almost. ACL injury left and right. And that's what you got to understand that you can try to load manage all you can. But at the end of the day, if somebody's going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt. Basketball is a sport where you're putting a whole lot on your knees and legs, jumping and taking jump shots, and then trying to get back and play defense. So whether you playing 55 games or whether you playing 85 games, if your team is making a deep run into the playoffs and you're playing at that playoff intensity or you playing six or seven-game series for three rounds, People are going to get hurt. It's just it's the nature of the game. So people sitting out in the regular season, talking about load managing they they're sitting out because they don't want their numbers affected by it. That's the issue. They don't wanna be in the game and they got ten points and six assists and four rebounds. They don't want that affecting their numbers. That's the reason we talk about load manage. If it's that become a big deal, and tell the NBA that they need to knock about 20 games off the season and see how that feels. But the owners ain't going to do that because that affect their money, that affect their bread. So they're not trying to take them games off the season. And even if you load managing, guess what they load managing? When they're on the road playing against the Milwaukee Bucks, (laughs) when they're on the road playing against the Rivers Grizzlies, when they're playing in the small markets, they going to suffer because their favorite player that they go to see in a visiting uniform is sitting out because uh, they're not as important as when they go to a big market like L.A. or when they're going to Houston or when they're going to you know, a bigger team or they're going to Madison Square Garden. They ain't resting that game. But it's the NBA has the issue, and and they're going to figure it out. They're a good league. You know, it's a player-driven league. And the players going to figure out a way to make it happen. So, you know, and that's, that's, that's all I'm saying on that one. In the world of boxing, um, we have, uh, we're looking at December 7th. That's Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, unified world heavyweight champion, first Mexican heavyweight going up against Anthony Joshua. You know, we got the run back from New York and they, they're fighting in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Hey, <laughs> it don't matter where they're fighting at. Uh, I'm thinking Andrew Ruiz is looking really good in his camp, but you don't know who's going to do what in this fight. You know, I think Anthony Joshua realized that he wasn't all the way prepared for this situation. So, who knows? A lot of people are saying that Andrew Ruiz style is going to give Joshua, Anthony Joshua, a problem. I'm looking at it like, if Anthony Joshua would do what Anthony Joshua was supposed to have done—the first fight, which is come in prepared, get a good camp in, actually work and scout his opponent—I think Anthony Joshua can pull out a win on this one. I think he can win. I think with the way that Andrew Ruiz fights, he he can take hits. But once again, Andrew Ruiz is not no pushover. This dude only had one loss going into that fight. This dude has hands. And he will fight you. He's not one of those ones that's going to lay down for anyone. My man got like three, four belts off that. And he want to keep all of them. You know, he ain't our just He didn't get them belts to take pictures with him on Instagram for six months and give them right back. And so he's going to come with a lot of heart. I don't think nobody that we call first ever... Is a flash in the pan on anything, and I think his team is uh, is top rated. I think that um, now him fighting Tyson Fury, I don't know about all that, but if he can get through Anthony Joshua, then the sky's the limit. If he can keep these belts, man, he can fight anybody he wants. You know, maybe he fight his boy uh, Deontay Wilder. I don't suggest it, but you know, <laughs> but it is. Anything is on that, and then we got that fight, Deontay Wilder and um, Tyson Fury going at it again in February. If he can beat Ruiz, if he can beat Ortiz, why is he fighting Ortiz when you got a money fight that you could easily just lay back on? I think he's, I think this fight, this fight smells of a tune-up. The Deontay Wilder and Ortiz fight, I think it smells of a tune-up. But um, Ortiz ain't no pushover either. He's an older guy. He can't move with Deontay Wilder, but he's a tough guy too. So he could take hits. It's one of the closest fights that he had. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I think Deontay Wilder gonna come in there, and I think he gonna attempt to take her business. But and I'ma say this just to be saying it. That first fight, Tyson Fury is up on points. The first fight, Tyson Fury outboxed, out, out moved him. What happened? He got knocked down. And the judges looked at those knockdowns and even that fight up. But the men had to win on points. This is what I'm saying, like Deontay Wilder is a fighter. He is a puncher. He hits you as hard as he can with his right hand. It is a grown man's right hand. This is a... I've never seen a right hand come so hard and so vicious. I remember when he fought Brazil. He then knocked him clean out the ring. I ain't never seen a man get hit in his head and his legs fold. And it was... It it was almost like your heart drops in a grown man get hit like that. It is a grown man's right hand. But when I say... um. You know, we got a few fights in this heavyweight division, and I hope they're good, man, because I love boxing. I love the fact that boxing's making a comeback. I like the fact that, you know, we got some really good, solid middleweights. And I'm, I hope that the resurgence and all the heavyweights getting together and, and to get this money, I hope it forces these middleweights and these dudes in the lower weight classes to see who's the best. You know, you want to be called the great one, pound for pound. Put your record up, you know. Put your sterling, pristine record. Put your belts online. We shouldn't have seven belts in each weight class, period. There's too many promoters I heard, you know, ducking and dodging other fighters, man. Let these warriors get in the ring, and let's see who's the best, you know. And that's... All weight classes, not just the heavyweights, but I think the heavyweights just have clear-cut people that's at the top. You know, we'll we'll see about all that. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and let it there. We're looking at it. it's midnight once again. Shout out to the Seattle Seahawks getting that win tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry about the San Francisco Forty-Niners. Hey man, y'all fought hard. You're not gonna win them all. You know, and like I said, I've never really been a fan of the 49ers, but, you know, I was, you know, I was impressed with the way that defense been playing. I was, you know, total team effort, you know, but the better team, you know, the the Seahawks overcame a few things and got that win, so uh, we're giving a special um, shout-out to a few people helping us get off. Um, shout-out to the snow today. <laughs> even Thanksgiving, and we got snow all over the place in St. Louis. Traffic bad. Drive safe, people. Drive safe. Shout out to a few new listeners out there. I know y'all watching. Uh, Follow, those social media. Like I say, post, comment, subscribe. Uh, We did an episode about music business. Uh, We got a few people we're looking at on that, and open mics, and a few events we're holding for that, so um, just look forward to more announcements on that in the future because once again, This is a complete all-around thing we're doing, not just one or two. So we just want to give a thank you for everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you again next Sunday. All right, bye bye.